Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome into Gone Racing right here on VSIN. Wes Reynolds in for Brendan Gone, taking a much deserved week off. We also have Jeff Motley, the usual driver of this vehicle that is Gone Racing. We're going to get to all the action this week. We're down in Hotlanta at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, a summer race. First time in a long time we've been down there at Atlanta for a summer race. And then we'll recap the action at Road America last week. Chase Elliott, rinse, repeat, wins on another road course. That's now seven times in his young career. At just 25 years old, he has won on a road course so third in NASCAR history behind Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart but those guys to be fair only raced two road courses uh, throughout their career and that was at Watkins Glen and Sonoma Chase Elliott now has won on five different road courses so he is the master of the road circuit in NASCAR Jeff and uh, we'll welcome you into the show Uh, your impressions of what we saw with Mr. Elliott yet again dominating on the road course Well, I don't think anything that Chase does on road courses now is very surprising. I think the thing that always surprises me about Chase Elliott is the fact that, you know, his father, the legendary Bill Elliott, Bill hated road courses. Mm -hmm. I think he may have won one road course race in his career, but he was never much of a fan of road course racing. But Chase has certainly taken to it. Um, Not only has he won seven road course races in his young career, but he's done it on so many different type of courses. He's won at Watkins Glen, and he's won, uh, obviously, winning at Road America, and he's won at Daytona, and he's won on the Roval at Charlotte. And and we've got three more road course races left on the schedule, including two more in the playoffs with the Watkins Glen and running the road course at Indianapolis before we get through the, the regular season. And then, obviously, in the playoffs, we run the Roval in Charlotte. 
And Hendrick Motorsports is kind of turning back the clock from the mid to early 2000s when, of course, it seemed like Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson were winning all the races. Now it seems like Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. Hendrick Motorsports, seven victories in the last eight races. That's 10 of 20 this year. You win 50% of the races. That's getting it done as a team. So not only Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, but Alex Bowman, William Byron. Hendrick Motorsports, I think, finally getting back to where I think most race fans and NASCAR observers think they should be. And, of course, uh, you got the old number 24 the rainbow warriors stepping out of the box here from fox that's going to take over as team principal next year and as uh an executive with hendrick motorsports so the success should keep coming chase elliott once again wins on the road course uh, you mentioned his father awesome bill from dawsonville chase is actually going to be the first active uh nascar driver to go ahead and race in that finale in the srx series against daddy at nashville speedway here in a couple weeks so that should be a lot of fun to see chase and bill father and son go at it but but just uh, I just marvel at what he's done, Jeff, at 25 years old, because usually there is a learning curve on road courses. You can get up to speed a little bit on the ovals, I think, a little faster. But when you don't grow up in that road course background and to be able to do this at such a young age, very early in his career at 25. Look, we're seeing a seven time NASCAR champion, Jimmy Johnson, have a rough turn on the road courses in IndyCar. There's a steep learning curve, but he has obviously solved it. Well, he has, and I think one of the things that come into play here is that he raced Legends cars when he was a kid, mm -hmm. and most of the Legends car programs in the wintertime, they have road course programs, and we've done that in Las Vegas, a number of the tracks, uh, we do it up in Sonoma, there's a lot of road course Legends car racing, and so there's some of these younger guys that are much more comfortable, and, and here's the other thing, we'll run those Legends cars in the rain as well, so whether they have to run rain tires or run in road courses, these younger guys are much, much more comfortable racing these type courses than their older brethren were. Yeah, and it seemed because I remember back in the late 90s, early 2000s, you always had the term the road course ringer, and you would always bring in the Ron Fellowses and the Boris Seds and those guys to race these road courses. And, you know, there were only really a couple guys that I think in terms of full-time drivers that were really elite on these road courses. Uh, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Ricky Rudd obviously was very successful as was Rusty Wallace. Robbie Gordon was always very good coming from an open wheel background. But road courses, as you mentioned, there's a lot more of them on the track. There's seven races this year, maybe six next year. But it's not just the two races anymore. You can't sacrifice these races in a championship fight. No, you're exactly right. That was a like Earnhardt used to just always be like, you know, my favorite turn on the road course is the one leaving the racetrack. <laughs> you, know, you, can't, you can't have that mentality. If you're defeated going in, you're going to be defeated coming out. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, look, Hendrick Motorsports and Chase Elliott in particular very much taking advantage of all these new road courses on the NASCAR uh, Cup Series circuit. So, uh, Chase Elliott continues his dominance, and he'll get another chance here in a few weeks uh, when uh, we go down to uh, – I believe uh, they're going to Watkins Glen in a couple weeks. So more road courses for Chase Elliott. This is Gone Racing right here on VSIN, the Sport Betting Network. Wes Reynolds in for Brandon Gone. Jeff Motley alongside the usual driver of this vehicle. But before we go to Atlanta, and we're heading to Hotlanta for the Atlanta Motor Speedway this week for the second race of the year. First race of the year, by the way, run by Ryan Blaney in late March, even though uh, Kyle Larson, the dominant car in that race. More on that later. But let's go back a little bit to Road America and, uh, and run down the numbers here. Uh, Chase 
Elliott to win five to two. I saw some three to one out there on Sunday morning because I had somebody ask me, who are you recommending for this race? I'm like, well, I really don't dare cha fade Chase Elliott on a road course. But if you're looking a little bit down the board, Kyle Busch could be a guy that you want to look at. And he ends up third. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger, always good on the road courses. And of course, uh, from that background of the Champ Car Series in the early to mid 2000s. So you really it was just hard to fade Chase Elliott. Kyle Larson would have been maybe a guy that you would want to look at because he had been so hot. But Chase Elliott gets the matchup win over Kyle Larson. Yeah, you know, I think the thing, I, look, Chase Elliott winning on the road course is no big surprise. I think what's surprised me a little bit is the the lack of production we've seen from Martin Truex Jr. Mm -hmm. You know, we went through a certain period of time there where Truex was so good on these road courses. And really now, I mean, I'm kind of looking at, at after Chase Elliott, uh, Kyle Busch has certainly done a very good job on these road courses. Christopher Bell, we see the numbers right there. Christopher Bell was 10 to 1 to get a top top three finish, but he did win the road course race at Daytona this year. He had some good fortune fall his way that was bad fortune for Elliott and Truex. And then Kyle Busch, uh, he's a tremendous road course racer. And anytime Kyle Busch gets a little bit of practice time in and he gets an Xfinity race in, uh, watch out for Kyle Busch. So plus 215, his brother Kurt, huge run for Kurt uh, last weekend at Road America to finish fourth. I know he was over the moon with that. Denny Hamlin a little bounce back to finish fifth. And then we've got Three names there that we're really not used to seeing on road courses there. Chase Briscoe, it was a great run for him, did a great job in Xfinity. Tyler Reddick uh, is another guy that's done pretty well, so we see Truex getting there with a ninth. Looking at the groups, though, so Chase Elliott, he was a favorite in Group A to win at plus 205. Denny Hamlin winning Group B at plus 250. I'm going to be honest with you, that one surprised me a little bit. Right, absolutely, and you can see why, because William Byron has been very racy this year, as is Alex Bowman. I know Elliott and Kyle Larson get the headlines, but they've been really racy this year, and they've been competitive. Ten of the 20 races, as we mentioned in the Open, Henrik Motorsports is absolutely back in full force. You did mention Kyle Busch there getting the Xfinity Series race in, and getting it in means getting another win for Kyle Busch, as he now has 101 wins all time in the Xfinity Series, adding to his total at, at uh, Road America last week. And when I was looking at these numbers, Jeff, it really jumped out to me. I don't know why, but it kind of stunned me. He has more than double the second place guy in the all-time Xfinity Series wins list, and that being Mark Martin at 49, Kevin Harvick at 47. And I know Kyle Busch gets a lot of grief, maybe from some fans. It's like, okay, why are you the big cup star dropping down to Xfinity and winning all these races? But, you know. Hey, you run the equipment with what you got, and, and Kyle Busch uh, keeps doing it. And I think he's raced that series a little bit less over this year and the last couple years. But, look, well, this guy just loves the race. Well, NASCAR's changed the rules to limit the number of races he can run. That's one. But let's hold off for a second before we blame Kyle Busch. Mm -hmm. part, of, part of Joe Gibbs Racing's ability to sell those Xfinity sponsors – is selling Kyle Busch in those cars. Now, they're going to stop. They've stopped selling Kyle Busch. The last race for him is probably going to be this weekend in Atlanta, and he's probably going to be done with Xfinity. It's the same way with the truck series. He owns four of those trucks in the truck series out there, and part of the only way he can sell sponsorship on those trucks is for him to drive in his five races and for him to be able to get out there and use himself as one of the, the drawing cards to sell sponsorship. So it's not out there just because he wants to beat up on guys that aren't as good as him, but part of it is to keep these race teams going.
Yeah, and you brought up, I think, a factor that really gets ignored, Jeff, in terms of sponsorship, just the business of motorsport. Sometimes we wish motorsport was just a sport, but it's also a business. And look, you don't see like in the old days when you had virtually the same sponsor for every single race, whether it's a Cup Series, Xfinity, trucks, what have you. It, and it's affected all motorsports. It affects open wheel. It affects drag racing. It affects Formula One. You have different sponsors for different races, and these drivers are part of that salesmanship for those sponsors when they come into town and they do appearances at, at whether it's a you know a big box store or somewhere or an auto parts store, and they do appearances for these guys and they do ads for these guys. That is a big part of it, and I don't think it's necessarily. I agree with you that it's not necessarily Kyle Busch, you know, going down there to be the big bull. Bully, the chip bully at the table and pick on the little guys. I think it's because the sponsors want him there. And look, these racetracks, it's been a tough economy. Obviously, we're coming out of a, of a global pandemic. You got to sell tickets and you got to have stars well, in these cars. And I think Kyle Bush helps that. You ask the general manager of any AAA or AA minor league baseball team when one of the big major league stars has to come down and play two or three games on a rehab assignment, do they sell more tickets? They absolutely sell more tickets. So that's a part of it. And I'm not just saying the selling tickets, but when you talk about the business side of it, and that's really what we're talking about. Yeah, so uh, Kyle Bush once again, and it looks like, as Jeff mentioned, he's going to be wrapping up his Xfinity run, at least for the time being. He'll get one more crack down here at Atlanta Motor Speed. Speedway. And uh, just uh, looking at that, speaking of the Atlanta Motor Speedway, that has been in the news this week. And of course, uh, longtime viewers and listeners of this program, Gone Racing, know that your primary employer, Jeff, is the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, which is a sister track owned by the same company as the Atlanta Motor Speedway. So give us some insights in terms of what is going to be changing with this track going forward. Well, after this race is over, we're really going to tear up the entire racing facility. Uh, everybody's talked about, oh, you don't want to repave Atlanta. The drivers love the old pavement. Well, look, the, the pavement itself is coming apart. We have to fix the pavement. Uh, we are going to raise the banking from 24 degrees to 28 degrees at Atlanta, and then we're going to narrow the racing surface from 55 feet wide in the turns to 40 feet wide in the turns. What you're probably going to see is a mile-and-a-half version of Daytona and Talladega is really what it's going to be like. So you might hear some drivers complaining about it. You know, Jeff Burton about 20 years ago made a comment when he said, when the drivers love it, the fans hate it. When the fans love it, the drivers hate it. Uh, it was kind of tongue in cheek. It was kind of funny. Um, but you're going to hear both sides. You're going to hear some real positives. You're going to hear some some people that, that don't like it. But I think it's going to brew for exciting racing. It's, Atlanta is going to be one of the must-see races on the schedule, I think, in 2022. And I think that's something that uh, we should look forward to. I and know we got a few more uh, few more uh, Road Americas we got to wrap up too though so okay yeah let's go ahead and do that actually uh, in terms of uh, the final of course we talked about Chase Elliott and uh, getting not only the win the top three at minus 143 Christopher Bell 10 to 1 in the top three and now in the top 10 in points and well entrenched into that chase uh, as we get down to the NASCAR point playoffs Kyle Busch Christopher plus Bell Christopher Bell was a big winner in Group C this week too. He was a uh, he was about a plus he was plus three hundred uh, to win that Group C. So that was a huge win for anybody that took Christopher Bell there. 
And uh, let's uh, go uh, back to the groups, too. Group D and Group E. And, of course, I know you and Brendan talked about last week that Chip Ganassi uh, going to be leaving NASCAR after this year and concentrate on his IndyCar team and his sports car and his other motorsports operations. But he did get two group winners last week, and that being Kurt Busch in Group D at 5-2, plus 250. Also, Ross Chastain at plus 280. Those guys right now are kind of, uh, I guess, what you would call the bubble boys. They're the ones right outside that playoff chase. So need to make a run. Uh, obviously, if you get a win, you're going to be in that playoff chase. But these guys both went in the groups last week for Ganassi. Yeah, I think that was huge. You know, I think both those guys, a little bit racing for a job maybe. Um, I don't know if Kurt, if it's that big a deal for Kurt. And I think if if Kurt has a job next year that's behind the wheel, Kurt is good with that. And if something else comes up, I think Kurt's good with that. Ross Chastain. He would like to be considered for that second car at Trackhouse once uh, as Daniel Suarez's teammate. I'm sure Kurt would too, but uh, Ross is probably in a little bit more of a desperation mode than Kurt is. Now, is Kurt tied into the sponsor with Monster Energy uh, in terms of he may be able to go back to a Stuart Haas or somewhere else with that sponsor? Well, keep yes, Monster does love Kurt, but we also know, I mean, look, Monster's also tied up with Haley Deegan in the truck series, with Riley Herbst in the Xfinity series, and they are full on with Ty Gibbs in whichever series Ty ends up racing full time next year. So at some point, Monster, you know, and, and I think Kurt probably knows this, at some point, Monster is going to pretty much cast most of their lot, I think, with some of the younger drivers, but I think Kurt's going to keep as much Monster as he can for his long as he can but yeah, i think kurt's realistic that you know he might have another year or two where monsters full in but look i mean look what ty gibbs every time he right. gets in a car he's a he's a threat to win so i think that you're going to probably see at least over the next year or two that that a lot of that monster energy focus goes toward ty gibbs now uh one more here uh jeff on ganassi and i mentioned that bush and chastain kind of right outside that point uh, chase right now in terms of clinching to be in the Go ahead. Kurt's in right now. He's in by about okay. 35. Okay, yeah, he's he's number 16 right now. I just uh, noticed that on the list. Ross Chastain, uh, just a couple positions below here in 18th. Do you think both these Ganassi cars end up in the playoffs? I don't. I just don't think there's enough room for him now. Because here's the thing. If, if Chastain was to win a race, it's going to knock Kurt out. Mm-hmm. And that gap between Kurt and... And the next car that has not won a race is pretty sizable. And if anybody pulls an upset, like we saw Benedetto leading it at uh, Road America, and we certainly know with two road courses and Daytona left among these final six races before the playoffs, um, you know anything could happen there. But especially with that cutoff race being at Daytona, I just think now if Kurt wins, it's going to be really hard for Chastain to point his way in. So I do not see both of them making it, though. No. And you mentioned in terms of Kurt being the guy in the playoffs right now, 471 points, no wins. Tyler Reddick, 50 points ahead of him. Austin Dillon at 544. Kevin Harvick at 599. Denny Hamlin, who still has yet to win a race here in 2021, 798 points. He has actually more points than Kyle Larson, who's been one of the most dominant drivers on planet Earth, regardless of racing discipline. Currently number one in the standings, but but Denny Hamlin has more points, 11 top fives, 14 top tens. So consistency at least getting rewarded. I know they want to reward wins in this points chase but you also got to reward guys that are finishing races and getting the car home well and that's why nascar's got the rule that it's actually the 15 top winners 
plus the person leading the point standings if the points leader has not won a race. So right now, even if Denny Hamlin was 16th in points, if it went because 15 guys have won races, Denny Hamlin would still be getting into the into the playoffs. I don't think Denny's got to worry about missing the playoffs. I just am pretty surprised that neither Denny Hamlin nor Kevin Harvick, either one, have found victory lane this year. I think that's probably the two that jump out to me the most that I'm I'm shocked have not hoisted a trophy. And we'll see if this is the week here in Atlanta. Kevin Harvick's had a lot of great history in Atlanta. We'll get to that later on in the program. But one more group here at Road America to go through. Chase Briscoe goes over Eric Jones, Cole Custer, and Ryan Priest. Chase Briscoe, of course, in that 14 car now for uh, Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, what have you made of the changes uh, within that team? And we're, I mean, that team, you know, when Kevin Harvick was winning all these races, they looked like a pretty dominant team out there. But what do you make of the makeup of this team right now? We know Smoke uh, has been busy with with that SRX series and obviously uh, with his uh, new fiance who's racing full time in the NHRA uh, top field drag racing series. Uh, so smoke hasn't really been at the track a lot. What do you make of Stuart Haas's performance all, all aboard this year? Well, you know, Tony doesn't turn wrenches and Tony doesn't drive race cars. So uh, I, you know, it's kind of hard. I, I think Harvick probably to some degree feels a little bit like a lone ranger out there. I mean, Briscoe's a rookie. Custer's a guy with not a ton of experience. Al Marola, I mean, last year had a really surprising year. He was doing very, very well in the middle of the season. Uh, this year, I don't know that anyone has had more bad luck than Eric Almarola has. But, uh, you know, it really just feels like it's Kevin Harvick carrying the weight of that entire team. But, I, you know, I think you can look at Stuart Haas and you can scratch your head a little bit. But, I mean, you look back over the last 10 weeks, where's Penske been? Where's uh, almost for the most part, other than, than Kyle Bush getting the win a, a couple weeks ago, where has uh, Joe Gibbs racing been? I mean, the Hendrick teams have been so good that I think it's made some of these other teams look bad. You know, Chase Briscoe had a great run at Road America. He ended up finishing, I think, sixth or seventh in the race, and he was running in the top three, top five there right toward the end of the race and overdrove one of the corners. So I think there's some hope for Chase Briscoe, and and I don't think I would throw in the towel completely on the Stuart Haas team this year. So it's almost like glass half full, glass half empty, because you mentioned a couple of the other teams. You mentioned uh, Team Penske, who was a lot better last year. They do have uh, the, the wins with Logano and with Ryan. Ryan Blaney and Brad Keselowski each having a win, but it's almost like, do you look at what's what's wrong with these teams or what's right with Hendrick Motorsports? Because I just, when a team is on this kind of run, when they're winning 10 or 20 races, this really takes you back to the Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon days when they were so dominant on this circuit. Well, it does, and you can look through different facets of the of the, the history of NASCAR since Rick Hendrick came into the sport, and he's had different levels of great racers. And you're right; I mean, he had the dream team when he had Johnson, Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Casey Kane. I mean, that was amazing. And you can even go back even farther than that in the days when he had Ricky Rudd and Tim Richmond mm -hmm. and and Ken Strader and some of those guys. I mean, Daryl Waltrip drove for him. I mean, there's been so many phenomenal racers that have come through and have driven for Rick Hendrick. And, and you just have to know that Hendrick Motorsports is too good. And here's the one thing that people have not talked enough about with Hendrick Motorsports. Chad Knauss got off the pit box and took over the competition for all of Hendrick Motorsports. 
I do not believe that is a coincidence that all four teams are running much better now that Chad Knauss is overseeing all four teams. That guy's amazing. And then, of course, now they add Jeff Gordon Gordon as the vice chairman. He's going to step out of the broadcast booth for Fox. Uh, Do you think that that's going to be a good thing long-term for Hendrick Motorsports, just adding another really successful uh, driver here to this team? Well, I don't think you're adding something. You're adding more of something. Right. You know, Jeff's always been around. Now he's going to be around more often. Yeah, basically strengthening his strength here is what Hendrick Motorsports is doing. Uh, more gone racing here on the other side, right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We're going to get into the race this weekend. That is Atlanta Motor Speedway right here on Visa. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back into Gone Racing right here on Visa and the Sport Betting Network. Wes Reynolds in for Brendan Gone. Jeff Motley is also alongside the usual driver of this vehicle that is Gone Racing, and he is actually on his way to the Atlanta Motor Speedway. He will be working the race this weekend at the Quaker State 400, and that's what we'll get to here in this segment. And we'll start at the top of the board, Jeff. Kyle Larson at plus 225, and look, that's always a short price to win a NASCAR race, but yeah, I think it's really justified here. He led two 
269 of the laps in the spring race in March uh, out of the 325, but did not get the win. That was Ryan Blaney. So Kyle Larson, 225. Kyle Busch at 15 to 2 has kind of come along. Chase Elliott off that win last week at Road America at 9 to 1. Then you go with uh, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, the two guys that we've been surprised have not won a race this year, and they share a 10 to 1 tag with Martin Truex Jr. You know, when I look at that, obviously you're right with the Kyle Larson situation there. I mean, he's got to be clearly the favorite. And, you know, this is only a 400-mile race on Sunday as opposed to the race we had earlier in the year, which was a 500-mile race. So it's a little bit shorter race. Uh, Larson did win each of the first two stages. I think maybe what kind of jumps out at me, you mentioned those top six drivers there. Uh, What's missing from those top six drivers is a Penske car. Uh, Ryan Blaney won the race here in the spring. We know that he made a great move on Kyle Larson to win the race late. And then, and he's coming in at 12 to one and his teammates, Brad Keselowski's 14 to one. Joey Logano is 16 to one, but Penske has won three of the last five races in Atlanta. The Atlanta motor speedway has always been an amazing track for Penske, but it's going to be really interesting to see if those Hendrick cars, uh, Bowman and, and Byron, and Elliott can all kind of duplicate what Kyle Larson did there in the spring. Yeah, I was going to ask you about those Penske cars here, Jeff, because other than Ryan Blaney, who made the great move and uh, did lead 25 laps and won the race in the spring, you look kind of at the final standings, and Brad Keselowski was 28th, Joey Logano was 15th, but you mentioned three of the last five wins here at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, Do you think maybe a little bit too much uh, recency bias or kind of being a prisoner of the moment here where we're discounting these guys' chances too quickly? Well, I don't know. Because, I, look, I mean, you want to bet against Kyle Larson? I'm not ready to bet <laughs> against Kyle Larson. I mean, and I think that's the whole thing right now. I, I think you're right to some degree, but there's a what have you done for me lately. And Atlanta in March, to me, is not lately. Uh, lately is what we've seen out of these Hendrick cars over the last eight or ten races. They've just been incredibly dominant. And look, Kyle Larson's been good all year. Let's not forget, Kyle Larson won in Las Vegas. Kyle Larson should have won in Atlanta. Kyle Larson should have won at Darlington. Kyle Larson should have won at Homestead. I mean, Kyle Larson, I mean, the guy's got all these race wins. How many has he left out there where he's been leading late in the race? So to me, if it is a a mile-and-a-half track right now, you bet against Kyle Larson at your own peril. Well, uh, the usual uh, purveyor of this seat on week in and week out, uh, Brennan Gone. I remember talking to him on Super Bowl Sunday when he was here at the South Point Hotel and Casino doing his other gig, which is writing tickets behind the window at the Sportsbook on Super Bowl Sunday. And he said, Kyle Larson's going to have a big year. And we were just kind of, I was asking him about surveying the season. What does he expect? He said, Kyle Larson's going to be huge this year. And I went ahead and followed that advice and bet 14 to one for him to win the championship. So we know know that points thing can get hinky kind of at the end so no guarantees with the reset but Kyle Larson certainly in a good position you're not going to get 14 to 1 to win the cup championship at the end of the season but let's speaking of uh, who is hot at this track hot Lana as the graphic shows and the guy I always come to back at Atlanta Jeff is Kevin Harvick who we mentioned does not have a win yet this year kind of been the Lone Ranger as you mentioned with Stuart Hot Racing or Stuart Haas Racing but three wins in 31 races nine top Top five, 16 top tens. Is this kind of going to get as we get later in the summer? It's like, okay, it's go time for Kevin Harvick. And this could be the week maybe that jumpstarts that. 
Well, it's certainly a place he's going to feel comfortable racing. There's no question about that. I, I'm just not as bought in yet that the Stuart Haas cars are as good as the ones we're seeing coming out of the, the Hendrick stable right now. So I think Harvick can still wheel the race car, and I think he's going to be very comfortable at Atlanta. But to pick him to win, I think that's a tall order. Now, now we want to talk about top threes. Now we start talking about Kevin Harvick. But to win, I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, and uh, and another guy was going to follow up here in the last 45 seconds, Denny Hamlin, who does not have a win this year, and he's had some good racetracks where he's had some success in the past, uh, Pocono and usually pretty racy on the road courses, but has a win here in Atlanta, about five to two in terms of top three. What do you think of Denny's chances this week down there in Atlanta? Uh, probably about the same as I think of Kevin Harvick's chances, to tell you the honest truth. I think if either one of them actually wins to me, I'll consider it a little bit of a surprise just because I think a Hendrick car is going to win this race. Yeah, and uh, bet against Kyle Larson at your own peril, as Jeff mentioned. Uh, he's been certainly the hot man around motorsports and particularly NASCAR. More gone racing on the other side. We'll delve into some head-to-head -head here at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is VSIN, the Sport Betting Network. in the Sport Betting Network. Wes Reynolds in for Brendan Gaughan. Jeff Motley on remote this week, but on his way to the Atlanta Motor Speedway for that Quaker State 400. And let's get back, Jeff, into the top three discussion. We know the chalk, obviously, at the top, the Kyle and Kyle show with Larson and Bush. We've talked about Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, still trying to get that first win here in 2021. Anybody maybe a little bit down the board? I mean, you don't want to necessarily bet against Kyle Larson and get in front of that train for a win here, but anybody down the board you're looking at that you think can be a contender and right there at the end for the top three. Well, they're not humongous odds, but those other two Hendrick cars, Byron and Bowman, plus 325, plus 450, I really like the numbers on those guys because I think they're going to be in contention. And the other guy I like that's got a little bit of a big number on him, Tyler Reddick at 15 to 1. Mm -hmm. You know, the, this chewed up racetrack, slipping, sliding, it's going to be hot. It's rough on tires. Man, it's like Tyler Reddick is probably just licking his chops thinking, this is a chance I have to win the whole thing this weekend. So I'm not going to go out and pick Tyler Reddick to win. But if you're looking for some value on somebody, I think Tyler Reddick as a guy with a top three finish could be worth worth looking at at 15 to one. Jeff, I was thinking the same thing. I talked to some guys that I trust that bet NASCAR on a week to week basis. And I was looking for Tyler Reddick, obviously top three here at DraftKings, 15 to one. But if you have some books that offer top fives, top tens, I think he is an absolutely good bet. So uh, good. Good tip for you on Tyler Reddick. Uh, let's uh, look at the uh, head-to-heads as well this week. Of course, uh, usually the top guys are matched up with each other, and of course, that's what we see. Kyle Busch against Chase Elliott. Kyle Busch, the minus 130 favorite, take back on Chase's plus 110. Uh, any of these matchups that you were looking at, and these via the Superbook at Westgate here in Las Vegas, anything stood out to you on these uh, dozen matchups or so we have for us? 
Well, I think probably the two that jump out to me the most are the two we've got in the bottom right-hand corner, if you're looking at our screen on VEASAN. Uh, Alex Bowman coming in plus 120 against both Penske cars, Ryan Blaney minus 140 and Brad Keselowski minus 140. Uh, I know Ryan Blaney won this race here earlier in March, and I know Keselowski has won two of the last five races. But I tell you, Alex Bowman had a great run in March. I think he had a top three. Alex Bowman has run very well here uh, now that he's with Hendrick. I just, boy, I tell you, Alex Bowman against either one of those guys, plus 120, I really like that. And, you know, one other thing Brendan and I like to talk about is do you want to find a driver and say, you know what, I'm going to take that driver on the don't line. Well, look at Kyle Busch right now. Kyle Busch has got four matchups where he is the favorite against Chase Elliott, Denny, Martin, William Byron, and Kevin Harvick. Uh, boy, that that is tempting right there if you say, you know what, I just don't think Kyle Busch is going to have a very good day at Atlanta. So sometimes it's worth rolling the dice on that. Yeah, certainly a lot of opportunities to go against uh, Las Vegas and Kyle Busch with four matchups uh, there on the board. And Jeff, we didn't compare notes before the show, but I'm with you on that Alex Bowman matchup. I think, uh, look, just a big price. And sometimes we can become prisoners of the moment. And I know sometimes the trend is your friend, but sometimes the trend is just an acquaintance here because I, I know Penske, I think that's baked into the cake here in terms of how big of a favorite they are. And it's like, it's you don't really want to get in front of Kyle Larson, but you don't really want to get in front of Hendrick Motorsports very often in these matchups either. Well, that's exactly the way I'm looking at it right now. And look, I, I know Keselowski has been really good at Atlanta. I, I'm not discounting his history at Atlanta, but Brad Keselowski has really kind of struggled over the last six to eight weeks. It is, he has not been in contention. He has not been strong. I mean, heck, I know it's Road America and it's different than Atlanta. It seemed like every time they were showing Brad Keselowski's car at Road America, it was facing in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And that's not exactly what you want to see out there right now. So I am not, there's nothing that I'm comprehending that tells me based on what I've seen over the last two months, why on earth I would not want to go take Alex Bowman over either one of those Penske cars, but especially over Brad Keselowski. So, and we talk about Henrik Motorsports, there's two here in Group A, not Kyle Larson. He is such a prohibitive favorite in this event. This from our friends at Westgate Las Vegas. Let's start with Group A here. We've got a couple Henrik cars in here. Chase Elliott at 275, William Byron at 275, Kyle Busch the favorite at 260. You see any value here in this group? Boy, I really don't. Um, I think there's. you could certainly make a case for all four guys right there in Group A right now. I do, I mentioned earlier the fact that Kyle Busch is going to run the Xfinity race. He's going to get some laps in. I like that. I like the fact that Chase Elliott is going to be starting on the front row. He's going to be starting on the pole. I think at a place like Atlanta, starting out front is a, is a very good place to be, needless to say. Something he was not able to do last week. And look, Chase Elliott, he's putting a lot of emphasis on this race. This is his hometown town track. Yeah, he grew up in Dawsonville, Georgia. You know, his family's from here. He really wants to win here. You talked about Denny Hamlin, a guy who's back to the wall a little bit because Denny hasn't hasn't won a race all year. And then the last guy, William Byron, to me, that guy is in contention every single week. So um, a bet against any of those four at your own peril, I would stay completely away from Group A. So let's hit Group B here and uh, co-favorites at the top, MTJ and Kevin Harvick at 235, Ryan Blaney, the winner of the March race at 290, and then another Hendrick driver, Alex Bowman at plus 350. Do you see any value down the board with either the defending race winner or Mr. Bowman at 350. Well, I go back to what I just talked about in the driver head-to-heads. In fact, I would take Bowman head-to-head -head over any of these other three guys. Look, Truex 
that guy's feast or famine. I mean, either Truex comes out and he stinks up the show and clobbers everybody, or Truex is, is out to lunch and he's he's struggling to finish in the top 10. Uh, Kevin Harvick, the Stuart Haas teams really haven't shown me much lately. And, and Ryan Blaney, again, defending race winner, but I just haven't seen much out of him. I mean, Alex Bowman, he got a win a couple of weeks ago. That Hendrick, Hendrick machine is just incredible. And a plus 350 on Alex Bowman? Are you kidding me? Give me some of that. I'm all over Alex Bowman. And let's hit Group C really quickly. Joey Logano, a, a relatively good favorite here at plus 185. Shortest price on the board, I think, of any of these group winners. Up against Christopher Bell, trying to build off some momentum of last week at Road America. He's at 5-2. to two. Austin Dillon and Kurt Busch at 355. Anything uh, jump out at you here? Well, I really do like the favorite there. I do think Joey at plus 185 is probably the the guy that should be the favorite in that group. Uh, Kurt Busch has a good track record at Atlanta. He's got three wins at Atlanta. I think he's tied with Kevin Harvick for the most wins among any active driver there. Austin Dillon's another guy. Those numbers on Austin Dillon and Kurt Busch, pretty darn good at plus 355. Probably the one guy I kind of would toss out of this group is Christopher Bell, because I don't think the value is there, and I know he runs well on these road courses lately, but I just haven't seen it yet on these mile-and-a-half tracks. So I like Logano. I think he is the right guy there. But if you took a flyer on Kurt or Austin because the numbers are so high, then I could certainly understand it and would support that move. Jeff, uh, Group D here, about 15 seconds. I'm guessing you're liking Tyler Reddick. You mentioned him as kind of a dark horse for a top three. Tyler Reddick plus 195 leading Group D. Yeah, I'm all in on Tyler Reddick right there, although I love what Chastain has been doing lately. Uh, and if Almirola could have some good luck, it's a great number on Almirola if you want to say this is the week that his luck turns around. couple more groups to get to, and then we're going to recap how uh, our pick screw did last week and then give you some picks this week for the Quaker State 400 at Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is Gone Racing right here on VSIN, the Sport Betting Network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. any part of today's show or any past show, check us out at vcin.com slash subscribe. There are also multiple other ways for you to watch. vcin is also available on Fubo TV and Sling TV, also a partner with iHeartMedia, and you can also access vcin on your Alexa devices. For all the ways to watch and listen, go to vcin.com slash subscribe today. That is vcin.com slash subscribe. Back here, final segment on Gone Racing right here on Visa and Sport Betting Network. Wes Reynolds and for Brendan Gone and Jeff Motley alongside on his way to Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Quaker State 400. Uh, Jeff, before we get into the picks and recapping last week and then looking ahead to what we got this week, let's get to these final two groups, Group E and Group F. Uh, Matty D, Bubba Wallace, co-favorites at plus 240, and then Ryan Newman and Eric Jones at plus 310. And we showed that graphic earlier in terms of who is hot in hot Atlanta and who is cold in hot Atlanta. And and Ryan Newman kind of fell under the cold category. Just not a lot of great results here of late. Uh, no wins in 29 races, only two top fives in 29 races. So anybody here in Group E that you're liking this week? Well, I like Matt Benedetto here. You know, it's that's a pseudo Penske car. Like you said, we talked about the fact Penske has done well there. And considering what he's going against. Now, Bubba Wallace has been a little bit of an opener and not a closer. We kind of say that about Ryan Blaney. Brendan and I like to talk about that. Yes. Bubba's run well early in races, but he hasn't always finished them off very well. Uh, I really would throw Newman and Jones out. It really comes down to me between Matt DiBenedetto and Bubba Wallace. And I kind of like the guy who's maybe, I don't want to say desperate, but DiBenedetto made the playoffs last year. DiBenedetto has no idea if he has a ride for next year. I think Matt DiBenedetto wins this group. Yeah, Matty D at plus 240, the co-favorite here. Let's get to Group F and two co-favorites here. Chase Briscoe, Cole Custer at two and a quarter. Michael McDowell, 325. Ryan Priest uh, bringing up the end of that rear there with 345. Anybody here in Group F, I know we talked about Chase Briscoe just briefly a little bit earlier, has been racy at times in this uh, year with Stuart Haas. Uh, but what do you think of this group, Group F? I do like Chase Briscoe there if I were having to pick it. You know, Michael McDowell hasn't really proven much to me on the mile and a half tracks. Uh, Ryan Priest, kind of the same way. Uh, Custer, we know that he does have a win. He won at Kentucky a year ago on a mile and a half. But I like Chase Briscoe there if I'm going to bet that group. I personally would stay away from this group. But if I had to go with somebody, it would be Briscoe. One more to get to, Jeff, uh, before we get into recapping last week. Uh, we do have a team to win odds uh, prop out there. And, of course, like we've said throughout the entire show, Henrik Motorsports uh, just barely over even money at plus 105. Joe Gibbs, 255. Team Penske, 450. And then Stuart Haas racing, 850. And then everybody else, uh, 20 to 1 or above pretty much there in those odds via DraftKings. Uh, I imagine Henrik Motorsports would be your choice here, but doesn't seem to be a ton of value at barely over even money. 
No, I agree with you this week, and it kind of goes back to what I said when I said bet against Kyle Larson at your own peril or any Hendrick Motorsports car right now. I just I don't know how you bet against Hendrick Motorsports. If you're looking for some deep value down there, um, I'm not sure there is any other than Chip Ganassi sitting there with the three-time winner in Kurt Busch and a guy like Ross Chastain who's been hungry who just might find himself in victory lane at some point. Uh, but I, it's it's hard not to bet on Hendrick Motorsports right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get to what we got this week for the Quaker State 400 in Atlanta, let's recap how the crew did at last week at Road America, and Jeff has that for us. Yeah, I tell you, um, you know, I, I, I wish Brendan was here so I could give him just a little bit of grief. You know, I like to pick on him when uh, when I beat him. Uh, but I picked up a couple of winners last week. I had Kyle Busch over Martin Truex Jr. Got me uh, a little bit of uh, juice there. And then Kurt Busch in Group D, that was one that uh, Brendan and I both were on. So I was able to pick up uh, seven-tenths of a unit there. Um, not, not as good a week for Brendan or the pit crew. Brendan did get the uh, Kurt Busch win in Group D. Got him two and a half. And our pit crew... Uh, they did have Chase Elliott, who won the race, winning Group A at a 2.05, but that was the only wins for Brendan and for the pit crew. Our season standings right now, um, those guys are looking up at me right now. I'm at 7.35. The pit crew dropped down into uh, negative numbers this week after uh, getting into the positive numbers a week before, and Brendan's got some work to do. He, he's going to have to get, win a long shot or two here. He's coming up the rear. Well, uh, I'm glad I'm probably not going to be on this show next week because then when you see my picks, I don't have to hear about the grief unless I'm watching here at Beaston.com, which I do every week. So uh, I'm a little bit intimidated coming into this new environment. You guys are you guys are doing very solid work here, especially you, Jeff, leading the pack here at plus seven, almost seven and a half units on the season. So uh, let's go to see what we got this week. Uh, Jeff, do you want to lead off with Brendan or lead off with your picks? Well, we, our rule is whoever we go in order of how we did the previous week. So I will go first, followed by Brendan, and then I will turn it over to you guys for the pit crew picks. And then, uh, Wes, you can uh, jump in with yours. I'm going to take Chase Elliott for a top three at plus 230. And then the rest of mine, I'm going in the groups for everything else. I'm going Alex Bowman in group B at plus 350. Then I'm going a couple of favorites, Logano in group C at plus 185, and Tyler Reddick in group D at plus one. 95 and then I'm going Maddie D in group E at plus 240. Uh, Brendan, he's going for a winner. I think it's a great pick. He's going Kyle Larson uh, to win the race at plus 225. He is in agreement with me on uh, Chase Elliott at plus 230 for a top three. He's also got William Byron at plus 325 for a top three. So his picks, he's looking at uh, a three car sweep for the Hendrick guys there, one, two, three. He's also taking William Byron at plus 110 over Kyle Busch. And uh, he and I are in agreement in that group B. We love that number on Alex Bowman, that plus 350 with group B. Yeah, and uh, going with the plus money, Brendan uh, trying to go for the green and two, make some eagles here and uh, and catch up to you, Jeff, because you've been laying it down this year. And uh, uh, look, uh, just uh, looking at these picks, and I think that they all make sense. I mean, you never really like to take a guy at plus 225 to win a race because anything can happen. As we saw at Pocono a couple weeks ago, well, Kyle Larson blows a tire on the last lap where it looked like he was going to get about five wins in a row if you include that all-star race. But uh, And I want to. I want to point out, Wes, that Brendan and I both 
picked Kyle Larson to win the race that week, only to have him hit the wall. And our pit crew had William Byron for a top three, who was running fourth. So when Kyle Larson hit the wall, while it was bad luck for me, it was bad luck for Brendan, it was good luck for our pit crew, who got a top three with William Byron. So that works both ways, depending on which side you're sitting on. Yeah, you guys at that Pocono race, that Saturday race, kind of had the luck I had at the uh, golf tournament last week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, having two of the top three in the playoffs and not getting an outright win. You get two in, and then the third guy wins. So, you know, that happens, like I was saying this week when everybody kept reminding me about it and asking about it. I was like, that's golf. And, you know, with you guys, it's like, that's racing here. So uh, Kyle Larson to win is Brendan's top choice at plus 225. And obviously, you can see on his graphic, very heavy in terms of the Hendrick Motorsports cars and why not this week all five Hendrick Motorsports drivers there for Mr. Gone so uh, let me get to the pit crew picks I'll go last this week Uh, the pit crew this week they're going to go ahead and jump in front of Kyle Larson they're going to go with Denny Hamlin 10 to 1 to win Denny of course still seeking that first win but really has been Mr. Consistency in the points all season long and we talked about that where uh, uh, Denny Hamlin even having more points in the standings than Kyle Larson despite the fact that he doesn't have a win well while Denny Hamlin does have that. He's got 11 top fives and 14 top tens. So it's not that he hasn't been running bad. It's just probably hadn't been his week because of the Hendrick Motorsports dominance. Kyle Busch, top three at two to one. The pit crew also likes that. Pit crew's going to back Martin Truex Jr. MTJ to get off the schneid, though, a little bit here. Been a little bit of a struggle bust lately for him, but plus 235 for Martin Truex Jr. They're with you on Matty D. Matt DiBenedetto at plus 240. Had some nice efforts lately so maybe he's kind of coming into good form lately and then Denny Hamlin plus 110 over Kyle Busch the 11 over the 18 so uh they're going a little bit of a different strategy. They're going more with the Gibbs cars rather than the Hendrick cars so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Jeff, what do you make of the picks of the pit crew? Well, I don't ever want to disparage anybody's picks because that's why people are watching our show because we're trying to give them good picks. I Again, I, I'm just right now, you've got somebody's got to prove to me they can beat the Hendrick cars before I'm going to do very much picking against Hendrick cars. And, and, and that's all I'm, I'm looking at. Until the Hendrick cars start getting beat, I'm picking Hendrick cars. Yeah, with my picks this week, I kind of split the baby a little bit, if you will. I was heavy on some Hendrick, but not quite all Hendrick this week. And uh, uh, you can save the disparagement for my picks, Jeff, uh, because they probably deserve them. Kyle Larson, top three. I went with the chalk. Usually I host a golf show here on VEASAN with Brady Cannon called Long Shots, and I usually like to pick Long Shots. So what do I do first pick out of the gate here on Gone Racing? I go with the chalk, and I go with Kyle Larson, top three at minus 155. This was the Dom guy led 269 at 325 laps in March. I don't see any reason why he can't do the same. I know he hadn't won the last three races, so he's in a slump, right? Well, really not so much. So Kyle Larson minus 255. And the last time before this Atlanta track gets changed, as you talked about and laid out the details for us earlier in the show, the old Harvick line, what they call it in Atlanta, where he's able to find that that groove and has had a lot of success here in Atlanta with three uh, career wins and always seemingly up near the front. I went with Kevin Harvick in Group B at 235. He might have something for the Hendrick cars this week. So Kevin Harvick in the group. Also, Kurt Busch in Group C. You mentioned three-time winner here at Atlanta. I know it was in a Penske car for at least a couple of those wins, but Kurt Busch has some ground to make up. He's in the playoffs, but he's in that last spot. So I think 
think he needs to narrow that gap a little bit with some of the cars in front of him. So Kurt Busch at plus 355, a guy that knows how to get around this place. And then the two matchups uh, uh, we did talk about, Alex Bowman plus 120. And and actually, uh, I think I might have sent in Blaney. I meant Brad Keselowski, so I might have gotten that wrong. But we talked about that matchup. Alex Bowman. If you get a Hendrick in a matchup as an underdog right now, I think that's what you want to go with. And then I did go with Kyle Busch over Martin Truex Jr. I think Kyle Busch is starting to find a little bit of something here and has been very racy over the last couple of weeks. Of course, a win there at Pocono. Martin Truex Jr., kind of, uh, you, like you said, he's been feast or famine, really. And I'm going to fade him this week at minus 130. Well, I can understand those picks. I think uh, I, I always kind of stay away from the negative lines myself. But that's just me. I know, I know. I'm being chalky as a NASCAR better. I usually got a lot of pluses and a lot of zeros next to the prices in terms of the golf, but I got to get a winner, and I think the safest bet here is Kyle Larson in the top three, minus 150. That is going to do it for us for Gone Racing right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Thanks to Jeff Motley. Safe travels down the way to Atlanta, my friend, and Brendan Gone will be back here next week right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 